Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio controlled. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Tony CC. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. Uh, excited for today's podcast. We're going to have JT on here from the JTRC channel on YouTube. Going to ask him about his history with RC, what, what he got into uh, that got him started, and kind of what's his interest right now. So, JT, I got you on the line. I am here. What's going on? What's going on? How is it going, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Wanted to to get a little snow here in Georgia, but we didn't get any more. So I think we're about done until the end of the year. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a late night now, guys. It's like, it's after 10 o'clock at night we're doing this. Um, He's coming back from the gym, I think. If you guys have seen his Facebook page, he's ripped. Uh, Does some really cool. What is it that you actually do with like the, the Taekwondo or what is it? Um, I've, I've been in martial arts for a long time. Um, probably almost as long as I've been in RC cars. Uh, I had got a black belt in Taekwondo. I got one in karate and I was one of the few to get a black belt from, um, a Gary Brown in a uh, kickboxing as well. Wow. And I got studied Thai boxing and not, just a variety of martial arts. So I've got some pretty good experience in it <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. So don't go <laughs> trying to take his RCs guys. He'll be in a world of hurt. <laughs> I'll probably let you uh, run away with it and get one of my big trucks and chase you down. With yeah, it. right. So, yeah, so you've been into it for a while. How long have you been into RC now? I have been into RCs, and I'm going to tell my age for some of them that can do some good calculations, since uh, around 85. Oh, wow. So, yeah, actually, 84, 85. It's actually it's 85, actually, when I got my very first RC car. And some people may remember a company called Nico. Yeah. Um, N-I-K-K-O, I believe it was. They had some little on-road cars and stuff. Um, so me and my brother actually was out of town and we saw some at KV Toy Store when they were actually very active. And my mother went in there and got me um, what was a 300 uh, ZX, I believe it was. And my brother got like a um, kind of a rally kind of police car. Okay. And we went back. We played with him. His car was faster than mine. I didn't realize that um, his was going to perform better on carpet because she had all carpet where she lived at. And then I went into the kitchen and my car was fast in the kitchen. So I said, well, wait till we get back home. We're going to go in the basement. We're going to race. And go and behold, of course, my car was a lot faster um, on road than it was just running on carpet. And that kind of started the trend. Some people in the neighborhood saw us at cars. They came over to our basement and watched us run them. And then um, I ended up for Christmas getting, I don't remember the name of the company, but it was like a military style buggy. Um, and that ran good. And that, of course, ran on AA batteries. So I was continuously riding up to Walgreens about a mile oh, and a half every three or four days to get batteries because I used the Walgreens batteries that were cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't last long. So the battery technology uh, has changed over the years for sure. Yes, yes. That was I the still expensive would love to use part. a 9-volt in the radio, but That's <laughs> I can't true. do that anymore. <laughs> that was the expensive part. I remember that because my brother had a Lobo 2. And, oh, yeah. man, the batteries, like, you'd run through them, and then you'd have to wait until you could have money to buy more batteries to run in it. 
eventually we got like uh, rechargeable ones, but they weren't great back then, and it took forever to charge. Anyway, it was uh, not ideal to say the least. Yeah, and then you get the expensive energizer ones that would run your car real fast, but you wouldn't want to run it because you try to save it for the next day to run with your friends on the weekend. So it was yeah. very fun and interesting time. <laughs> so did you stay in it from 85 like you never got out of it? Or did you? Uh, literally, yeah. I mean, it was, um, I may have had periods where, I, I mean, I didn't drive all the time as much as I've been driving over the last several years. Um, but after I got my first actual um, hobby grade, you sort of say, which is a Monster Beetle, uh, I got that in 86, I believe that was, uh, Christmas of 86. Um, from that point on, I mean, I have, I've had tons of cars. And I stayed in the hobby, meaning that um, I was a subscriber to RC Car Action Magazine. Mm -hmm. And they also had RC Model, RC Modeler back then as well. So I got those on a monthly basis to, if I wasn't out driving or running a car or thinking about it, I had that to read and take with me. Okay. So you were so, always... I mean, recently, actually, at a, at a swap meet about... Oh, I don't know, about three years ago, they had a swap meet here in Georgia, about four years ago. Um, I had all my magazines from uh, probably about 87 up until I think around 1999 or something. I'm RC Car Action Magazines and RC Modelers and stuff. And I put them all in a box and I said the dollar magazine. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. I was, I was just looking online because you'd mentioned Nico and they're still around. Uh, but I had a okay. Lamborghini, I think it was back in the day, that was a Nico brand. And before my brother okay. got the Lobo, an old school red one. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a lot of fun. So so you, you've you been doing it now since 85 with some breaks. The Monster Beetle was your first hobby grade. Mm -hmm. What was like the next step from there? Like the big step, uh, like going going into something, you know... That was faster. Did you ever do buggies or racing or you just kind of stayed kind of bashing? We did a little bit. So the 80s was a very interesting time because that was actually when the RC-10 um, was first being introduced. And yep. that was the gold pan RC-10. And oh, of yeah. course, Associated re-released that uh, several years ago for a limited edition run. But I came up in the era where, you know, Tamiya and um, I know I say Tamiya, people, other people say Tamiya. Yeah, I'm but, a Tamiya uh, guy. <laughs> so I came from an era where Tamaya and Kyosho were kind of ruling the market. Tamaya wanted us to do it more than anybody else. And Traxxas was actually just getting involved. I think it was 87. They had their Traxxas, what they call the Traxxas cat. Yeah. And that was the first, from what I can recall, the first ready to run um, hobby grade RC car that you can buy or buggy. But they weren't as popular until a couple of years later. But after the Monster Beetle, um, I got into Kyosho, and my next car was going to be the Kyosho Raider. And my brother got a Kyosho Ultima when I got my Monster Beetle. Um, and then, of course, we had friends that had cars, and we kind of ran with them. And they had, like, the the Tyco Turbo Hoppers uh -huh. um, that we would run a lot, too. So that was pretty cool. We kind of set up little um, tracks in the driveway, and then we had a block championship every weekend. And whoever won, we just set up a course we'd run, and it basically run in the street and on the sidewalk. And whoever one after three laps was the block champion for that week. Nice. Um, so then I had a friend that got involved with it. He got a Kyosho Big Brew tomorrow with my Monster Beetle, and it didn't run as fast as the Monster Beetle. Um, but then after my brother had his Ultima, I wanted to get a buggy to run with him, so I got a Kyosho Raider, thinking that I could beat that Ultima with that Raider, which didn't happen. <laughs> huh. 
it didn't you so, couldn't you couldn't make it happen huh no nah, it, it wasn't designed to really compete with that i mean at that time joel johnson had won um the two-wheel drive uh, if my world championship with the kyosho ultima Right. And then Kyosho kind of released. Um, it's, it's always kind of a dummy down version. They released, just re-released so. that too, didn't they? The Ultima. Yeah, they did. I'm. It's on kind of my radar to kind of get because they they re-released it, but they re-released it so that you can run it with today's modern technology, brushless motors and light bulb batteries, which is good. Yeah. The so uh, the from, Turbo Hopper brings back a lot of memories because I do remember that with my brother. I think I had that, and my brother ended up with the Lobo too. And I feel like his Lobo 2 just kind of outperformed me with everything we did. I'm trying to think of like the Lobo 2. Is, I see it in my mind. I don't see it. I have to look that up to see. Um, it was a buggy. Um, okay. And it had uh, knobby, huge knobby tires on the back. It looked just like the Turbo Hopper pretty much. Okay. Um, okay. It's, but it was a Nico. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember like, they had the Thunderbolt and also they had the Rhino as well. Because I had a friend that had the Rhino and then they had a kind of a dummy down version. Or it had a smaller motor and it called the um, the Thunderbolt, which okay. was blue and the Rhino was white. So those are both um, 10 scale size buggies, actually. Um, so I remember that. The Lobo. So, You've got the Lobo on my mind now. I keep thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> so you had. Um the 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 cat by Traxxas. No, I did. I remember seeing it. In oh, a you saw it. Okay. First time. Yeah, and, that uh, was old actually, school, man. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, and that's when um, Traxxas first hit the market, um, and um, then they came in with the whole series. That's when they first came out their Magnum two point two transmission, and about a couple years later, Traxxas hit the market pretty hard with their ready to run cars because they had the Traxxas Hawk. Um, and then they had the Radicator, and then they had the Sledgehammer. Um, and those were all cars created by Traxxas. They had white chassis back then, and um, those were pretty popular for a short period of time. And then they came yep. with the Hawk 2 or Radicator 2, and I ended up getting a Radicator 2 because I loved buggies at that time. And there was a guy with a Tamiya Fox up the street for me that kept beating beating up on my poor little Raider. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get something to compete with them, so I ended up getting the Traxxas Radicator, and I ended up beating them with that. Yeah, um, so, my brother was into Losi so much, so he started getting. He got the JRX two or JRXT is what it was. Yeah, that's vintage right there. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's pretty vintage. And we uh, because that, I mean, that, that was the was the truck, deal. right? The the T was the truck. Yeah, the T was the truck, and the two was the buggy. It was yeah. um, you know, at that time they were doing a lot of racing too, so Losi was hitting the scene real hard as well. Um, Associated just hit it hard. I mean, they came in with something that was, you know, just new to the hobby, what they did with that gold pan um, RC-10. And from that point, they were winning a lot. Um, and then there was a lot of competition between, you know, Associated and Losi at that time. And another company like Shoemaker was coming in as well. They had a Shoemaker Cat. Yeah. Um, before I remember that one as well. So there was a lot of companies, a lot of competition. So to me, it was, it was kind of the golden era, the golden age of RC cars at that time. Wow. Man, you you were in the history of it, like all when it was starting. That's awesome. Yeah, mechanical speed controls. I know you remember those. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't actually. We never. Oh, you don't. Oh, no. Even when we broke the ones, my dad just thought they were like um, disposable, so we didn't look for any parts. Once it broke, it was done, man. 
Oh, we man. didn't do any fix up of them. Like my intro to it was just like it was toy, an expensive toy. And then like mm. we drove it up a slide backwards and launched it off it. And when it broke, that was it. Oh, man. That's all she wrote, man. <laughs> well, you didn't miss too much of those mechanical speed controllers because they were they were interesting. You couldn't drive them too much off road. You could. But if you got dirt or dust on it, um, it, it was pretty much a done deal. You had to try to keep them clean and stuff because they had a servo um, that actually would move it back and forth over basically a metal plate. Over. It's kind of a you'd have to see it to be able to understand. Maybe I'll do um, an RC uh, throwback Thursday or something there on that go. so people can see what those are. <laughs> you still have some laying around? I have an old Kyosho one that probably does not work. I've had it for a lot of years. Is the best way I, best way I can put it, and wow. it probably will not work if I hook it up. I don't even have a motor to hook it up to. I mean, I don't think it'll hook up to a a twelve turn Titan motor if I right. burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward out of the the history of RC, there the very beginnings of of time when. They invented the wheel and uh, RC. Are <laughs> um, what made you jump into YouTube? So you've got a, a growing, awesome YouTube channel. You're, I think, just about twenty five thousand subscribers. When I looked, I just hit it today. Did you hit it today? I just, okay, I said yeah, I, I looked today, yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. out watching videos. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, congrats on I that. Just, thanks, thanks. I just hit today. I think I was at. Uh, at the time of this video, I mean, the time recording, it was at uh, 24,000. I think I was like 16 down, and then I woke up this morning and it was 25, it was 25,007 or something like that. So, wow, that's yeah. cool. So, uh, getting yeah. started in YouTube, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, so what got you started? Uh, Jane, I think Jane got a lot of people from oh, yeah. uh, URC Ultimate RC. Um, I would record videos, but it, I wasn't I wasn't doing it like I'm doing it now. I mean, I would just periodically record something because I had a lot of cars and I always sometimes I would sell the cars or they get broken or I like to see them brand new. So I kind of record the car, record me running it just so I can have a memory of that car. But Jane was literally what got me started doing um, YouTube videos because I would be in high anticipation every week to see the video he was going to release, yeah. what kind of car he was going to get next and his thoughts. And because I respected him very highly in RC cars and he got started in uh, the nineties, you know, racing okay. uh, a Traxxas Rustler mm. and he was winning races with it. And I was like, wow. So you don't have to have a high grade car to win a race. And he just kind of explained that. So that's kind of what attracted me to him, but he was very knowledgeable too. And his videos were top notch. I mean, if you watch them today, they're still top notch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I got in, so I didn't actually get into the hobby, I say, until 2013. Um, okay. And even then, I wasn't really into it. Like, I didn't watch videos or any of that. That was probably another year before I started watching videos. Um, I made a few videos just because I do video production as my job, and I thought it'd be fun to throw them up on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, once I broke something or needed to do something with shocks or whatever, I ended up going to YouTube for instructions and found Jang and then proceeded to watch like hours and hours and hours of it. <laughs> that and RC Sparks, man. And there was another guy. It was like Squirrel something. Squirrel load or something he had up for a while. And then there was um, there was some guys. I can't remember their name. I can see them in my brain. I can have an image of them, but there was a RC nightmare. I think it was. Yep. 
Yeah, yep. they had they I had watched them a lot. Stuff too as well. They'd come back yeah. even last year for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I saw that, yeah. So they but Jay, I mean Jane was the main kind of reason why I kind of got involved um with the videos because he actually stopped doing it several years ago. Right. He um, moved to Lego. Yeah, he's moved to Lego because he said he was having uh, issues in California. They started passing some laws and he wasn't able to run his cars and the track that he ran a lot of his cars. They kind of moved away. Yep. Um, they were moving further away, so he was going to have to drive 45 minutes to an hour just to drive an RC car. Yeah. That's one way. Yeah. So he talked a lot about that. So I was like, oh, man. So I was like, well, let me at least try to do something. I do have knowledge on it. Um, I just don't have a lot of time to do a lot of the vid- video filming and editing, but let me try to get something out. And yeah. my channel's been up for a while. I just never got heavily involved until the last, I would say, maybe three to five years or so. Okay. Um, where I started doing more and more videos and, you know, putting more of the content out there that kind of I'm doing right now. So, yeah. So, um, how have you seen it change then? So you, you got in a long time ago. I got in when Traxxas had a bunch out already, you know, picked up their stampede. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I've even seen in the, the, it's like seven years now that I've been doing it, but like five years I've really been into it. I've seen mm-hmm. a change in that five years has been insane. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's jumped uh, light years from the 80s up until now. I mean, you're talking about in the 80s, um, we use NICAD type battery packs, not even nickel metal oh, yeah. type. Yep. Um, you would charge them up and you would get two to five minute runtime, maybe six if you were lucky. As soon as you start driving it, the car dies down. I mean, you got to think about not just the battery technology, but also the motor technology as well. Right. Um, that's come a long way as well. And that's made it more efficient to run the cars longer and harder. And then also and the, the technology radios. Just, yeah. Radios, the material the cars are made out of, the transmissions. They had they had to they had to be an updates to that because if they kept it the same, no car would hold up to any of the modern technology you put into it. So except I mean you would for go for the the Tamiya Cloudbuster. <laughs> those guys that put brushless motors on those plastic gears and those things hold up, man. That's the yeah, one yeah. the one thing that wows me every time I see it is like, how is this dated setup still working and racing today? Right. Yeah, that's that's something. And they re-released them, but they didn't do too many updates to it. That's no. what I was kind of uh, surprised about. I was like, wow, they didn't update anything. The I mean, plastics are still brittle. Like if you if you hit it with Loctite, that isn't the mm-hmm. Tamiya Loctite. It'll crack mm-hmm. into a bajillion pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they do some updates, hopefully they'll do some uh, revisions and update those. But. Yeah, I mean, technology's it's come a long way. I mean, I remember when we, we went from NICAD batteries to nickel metal, and it was like, wow, I get a longer runtime. And we're talking, those batteries were like 1,200 milliamps, yeah. you know, 1,000 milliamp batteries. And those were NICADs. And like I said, I'd have about eight or nine batteries and charge them up. And the charges we had back then were on like charges now. I mean, you would charge it for 15 minutes. And the way I tested it to see if the battery was hot or not. Yeah. If it was hot or warm, it was charged. I was ready to go. <laughs> wow. I remember BMX, some guys would show up and they'd do it and they'd charge them off their car batteries and they'd, you know, run for a while, charge them up on their car battery again, keep going. Um, So they had like speed chargers even back then, I guess, because it didn't seem like it took that long. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I said it was a it was a golden age, the best way I can put it. I mean, it really you saw a lot. I mean, you would go to a track because there was a 
a couple of tracks in St. Louis we would try to go to and run, but you'd have the same frequency as somebody. They use crystals like in the radio stuff with the yep. same frequency. So you would have to either not run or wait until the next heat came up or it depends on how they were set it up. So you had that problem as well. And then um, I remember that because like you, you, if you had a friend, you'd tell them what one you had so that they would buy a different one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I believe Traxxas was the only ones at that time to give you two types of crystals in your kits. I do remember seeing that with one of their ready-to-run versions. They gave you two types because they were releasing a lot of ready-to-run cars, so they knew people were probably buying two, so you wouldn't want to get two at the same frequency. Right. So I remember that, and you had to change it in the radio and also in the receiver. So and then you had the extended antennas. If you bent that antenna, it's almost like cutting the wire on your receiver. You know, yeah. the receiver's got two wires. It's like cutting that. You would get no reception. So, you know, cars would still take off then. And they took off fast then. They take off fast now. So the technology has really, really, really improved and gotten better over the years. So what are you loving about the hobby right now? I think I like the most and is just going to be the competition between companies. Um, just the innovation they're doing with their cars and stuff. Uh, we know that Arma released a lot in 2019 and I was just like, Tons. wow, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it blew my mind. I was so happy that they were doing that and getting out different brands and types of cars. Um, and then Traxxas released their cars and, you know, this year Associated's kind of hitting it pretty hard with some cars that they're releasing. Um, Losi's also doing, so I like the competition. Yep between these companies and then of course team Corrali just hit the market and Redcast got some other stuff coming out yep. and team Max. I love it because it's not just stick to this one brand. It's like, there's a whole bunch of different brands out a whole bunch of different cars, which is kind of reminds me of the eighties. You know, first it was kind of to my and Kyosho and then you had associated hitting it hard. And then Losi kind of came in a little bit later on. And then you had all these other companies kind of coming in, which gave you a wide selection. Yep. Losi hit it hard this year too, in a lot of ways. They revamped yeah. some of their lineups and um, some cool products. So Spectrum yeah, came out with the motors and the ESCs. And I mean, just mm -hmm. the, this Smart past technology. year was insane. Yeah. And I can just see it. I can see it growing a lot more this year. I'm pretty sure they got a lot of stuff coming out because here we are close to the end of February and we've already got several new kits from several different companies that have come out. Yeah. You know, um, we got a couple of brands like uh, Team Corrali that's coming over here to the United States and I'm currently running some of their cars and I'm working with uh, Tiny Adventures RC um, and they're got, they've got like all their parts in stock so if something breaks I can kind of go to them yeah. and get some parts. I was like, yeah, I got part support now so that's good. Well, it's through HRP um, too, right? So HRP has yeah. stuff for them. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And it's just because they're low. I can just go right online and click an order. And so that's been convenient for me if, if anything starts to break and come apart on it. But what I found crazy is I'm having a hard time getting that new uh, Red Cat. Like it's not stocked oh, locally here anywhere. So I'll, I'll have to order it online, I guess. The Kaiju? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Actually, I mean, it's, I think um, I know that Tiny Adventures RC is doing pre-orders on it. Okay. Uh, so you can go to their site and you can pre-order it. I think they're going to be getting them in this week. Yeah. And I think that Red Cat, they, they may were not supposed have to start shipping them on the 14th on Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, it was delayed. It was, was delayed. It? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was delayed. But I know that they're getting some in because that's who I ordered mine from. I knew that they were getting some in. Um, I got in contact with them and I went ahead and pre-ordered one. They're supposed to get them in this week. So if you're trying to get one, um, you can go right, right over to them and pre-order one. 
And as soon as they get them in, because I think they're only shipping out a limited number. I don't think they anticipated people wanting it, but that's a good thing too. I mean, yeah. you make a car and it's it's gone. It's like, whoa, how's this car so good? And you see all these videos and you yeah. want it. And then when I saw so, Greg run it, I was like, man, that thing, you know, th their, their demo video, the first one kind of left me wanting. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, it can roll over stuff and jump normal. But like when he was doing double backflips and stuff, I'm like, all right, okay. So it's geared. It can do it. Yeah, it's just, just on 4S, too. <laughs> yep, it's a stunt truck, yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't even hit... And he was running at 18 degrees, is that what he said? Outside? Yeah, 18 yeah. Degrees. Well, in any so, time, yeah, if you're flipping and you land straight on one of those wheels, it, the possibility to brake on any vehicle other than the Max, <laughs> you right. know, it's pretty good. Um, right. And that's one of those where you're like, hey, RPM... You know, if, if they sell enough of these, maybe RPM will start making arms for them. And that's when things become indestructible. But, right. um, and he's talking about RC drivers, guys. And I some people are like, Greg, who's, who's, who's he talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> RC driver, Greg. <laughs> RC driver. He got one and kind of did a review on it. So, yeah, he does. Um, I mean, he's been doing their stuff. If you've noticed on the Red Cat, it's his voice narrating their uh, new release videos. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. So with the Gen, uh, the Gen 8 that they had that was the um the souped up one i can't think of the name of it it was the uh the axe edition i guess mm -hmm. yeah that one uh he did the the video for that and then this kaiju kaiju and um but good for him i mean very very yeah. cool we we need it out there we need to see this stuff i yep. mean the more to me the more the merrier i mean yeah. the more people that gotta get it review it you know, the better because people need to see it and they want to see, like he said, he was completely honest. Like all of us are, we're not trying to cover anything up. I mean, if something happens, something happens, we tell you. Yeah. Um, and usually, like I said, his was kind of, a, it's 18 degrees outside. You're doing backflips and all that stuff. Something's going to break. I mean, yeah. somebody asked me before about um, a car breaking and, oh, you jumped it only this much. Or and I said, well, if you take your real car and you jump your real car, six inches off the ground and land something's gonna break something's gonna go wrong so you can't expect to jump an rc car 30 40 feet up in the air and something not happen something not break right. something not give at some point well, so that's, that's where with the traxxas max i was just i was floored like you know so when i did it, the jump i did something with the creighton flips and i broke it but i landed on the front end doing like a double black backflip or triple backflip landed mm -hmm. straight into the ground on that front right wheel and just you know broken arm which you know for me that happens all the time like so i don't think anything of it and some people are like oh i can't believe it broke i'm like all of my cars break when i do that except for the mm -hmm. max you know, like that one that one shocks me now i wonder with the wider arms if it will break more often um because of you know having more of that uh torque pressure when it hits because right now it's so tucked in and so tight you're not getting that yeah. leverage when it hits. Um, but we'll see, you know. But once I put yeah. the RPM arms on that Creighton, man, that thing's been indestructible. And uh, I've been just sending it. Yeah. But um, I haven't broken my crate. I think I broke an air on once, and that's when I hit a tree. On the 4S? Going 50 miles per hour to park. No, on the 6S. I yeah, so break. I don't have the 6S. I'm, I'm in the 4S okay. is what I was referencing. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> So yours okay. has been and good. you had a lot of good luck with the Max. I mean, with my Max, I was just 
running it very mildly and then um i just ripped the drive shaft and yeah I you know it's kind of funny people kind of oh you did it on purpose like really i would just really do this on purpose but Traxxas honored it i called them and within a couple of days they sent me a new one and didn't have any more problems out of it i mean you know stuff happens i yeah. people don't realize that i mean whether it's a Traxxas car armor car sometimes something's gonna happen i yeah. mean that just happened to be caught on video so well, everybody's <laughs> you know is when they make these the plastics it nothing can be the same even though they're in a mold some of them are going to get molded a little different even though you know it's the same mold the plastics that right. they get injected with is going to be you know variations even if they're very minute it could be the difference between a breaking or not so right and these right. companies too like they get them and they're like why don't they test them it's like they do get a test version but when it actually goes to the the company, they're literally made and boxed and sent already in boxes. And if they change something and didn't tell the company, you know, it's like mm -hmm. they don't know exactly what's sitting in the box other than they're trusting that what they tested is a true representation. But sometimes right. they, they make little changes because it helps them with the manufacturing process. But um, right. And the demand for it. I mean, look when yeah. the X Max first came out, how many people had issues with the 6S version, but people still bought it. Yeah. And then they came back with a version two of the 6S X Max, and then they came out with the 8S version. So, you know, Arma is very good at that. I mean, they're, I, I have to commend them. I've never seen an RC car company really do what they've done as far as looking at YouTube channels, looking at forums, looking at comments, and making improvements over their cars, you know, yeah. over the last couple of years. And they're really good at that. And I think a lot of companies are going to start picking up on that and kind of following that trend as well, getting some feedback. Well, they communicate. The they, they, it, so. They're forward-facing. Like, they come out to the community and they talk right. with them. They ask them questions. And so that's been pretty cool to see, actually, you know, honestly. Um, you know, commenting on videos and stuff like that where, you know, none of the other companies really do that. But I'm pretty sure they're going to start. Yeah, we'll <laughs> they see. They see that formula for success, and um, they'll they'll start replicating it, which is fine. I mean, yeah. I think, like I said, for me, the competition is good because yep. it's not just one brand saying, "Oh, this is the ultimate brand." And of course, the people they say fanboys, and I say, "No, you just like what you like." I mean, yeah. I like Chevy cars, so I got a friend that likes Ford. That's all he likes. He don't like Chevy. Now he doesn't talk bad about my. Um, Chevy cars, but he likes Ford. And I said, that's fine. You like Oh, he does. Like. Behind your back, he does. He calls it a he bow tie. Does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, wait, he look at him, wait till his engine blows up or whoever, right, whatever right. it may say. But, <laughs> you know, it's a mutual respect. And, yeah. you know, just as well as I do, we get a lot of uh, keyboard warriors on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, which is, which is interesting. But, um, just, I mean, back to YouTube, that was the whole thing was just, Jane got me started in it. And, um, just, Seeing what he did, I just was very inspired to to move forward with it. And through YouTube, you know, it's introduced me to a lot of other things. Like I met you through YouTube. Yep. You know, I met a couple other people and stuff as well. You know, I met uh, Boz from um, Ozzy RC. I yep. met the RC sailors. We all, me, me, you, and the RC sailors met in an event. We were at the Horizon Fest. Yeah. And that was a blast. I just was last minute everything and i had to get back because i had some business i had to take care of but this year i'm staying the whole time so all right. i will be there all three or four days i'm actually going to get there thursday night <laughs> okay right on i'm still trying to arrange my travel plans for this year i'm going to the monster jam which came up out of nowhere with the primal okay. rc stuff that's happening 
Uh, so literally okay. going down to the world finals in Orlando, which is May Sweet. 1st. Then at the end of May, I have the no limit world finals that I always do, um, which is like a four or five day event. And, um, for RC monster truck racing. And then almost like a week or two after that is when the, uh, the RC fest is. So it's pretty tight with a lot of money being spent. Right. So I have to weigh some of my options there. I mean, I fly free because I have miles saved up, but there's a lot of other expenses incurred along the way. Yeah, if you fly, you got to think about uh, Rental <laughs> what cars. you're going to bring down there, if yeah. you're going to bring, you know, and all that stuff. Well, I mean, it's... they drive. I have friends that drive because they run the monster truck racing there, and so I just okay. throw my stuff in their trailer. Um, okay. But, yeah, I flew home with a infraction last time. That was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that so, was. We both got one. <laughs> yeah, packing that into my... Because I literally put it under the plane. It could have disappeared. You know, it could have been stolen, whatever. It barely fit yeah. in my suitcase. I had to take the splitter oh. off the front, the air splitter off the front to get it in. And uh, <laughs> it was tight, man. It was, I was so worried about it. Like, the second I got off the plane, I went and got my luggage and opened it up to see if it was okay. <laughs> so what you would you like, tell someone? Right, yeah, because you got one. I got one. Um, yeah. Harley bought one. Uh, Harley Designs. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a group from Canada, Big Boys, something, Big Trucks. I don't know what it was. There was some group from there that bought it. I don't know everybody who even got one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I only had like, I think, five or six. And yeah, I had there. I got mine. I had to leave. And I actually got sick because I hadn't slept for like two days. I mean, I got right off work, went to the gym, then from the gym. Went to Hobby Town, and from there I got straight on the road. It was like a nine-hour drive from Atlanta to Illinois. Yeah. Um, and then I got there, and then of course I didn't sleep when I got there, and then I was up all day until twelve that night. And the next day, Saturday, you know, you get the infraction. I was so happy about getting that, and man, it was on the way back. I actually pulled over in Tennessee to drive it. That was just so fun. I was like, okay, I got to drive this. Yeah, I man. Gotta drive this. <laughs> My flight got canceled. I was supposed to leave early on Sunday. So I was going to leave the event, like not even finish racing or whatever. And, um, mm-hmm. but they literally canceled the flight while I was standing there. I don't, I don't even know why. Um, but so yeah, like I had to get another hotel by the airport cause I had to return my rental car and all this stuff. And, um, so I just got a, a hotel by the airport and I, I literally, no, I actually kept my, my rental car another night because I drove the rental car down and found some empty parking lot of some foreclosed business that's like no trespassing, whatever. But I just pulled in. Sun was setting and, and ripped that one where I was like burning the rubber at sunset. Like none of it was planned. Like they didn't give us these that, you know, it was like you paid full price for them plus whatever they thought, it, you know, tax would be, I guess, because it was more than what they yeah. were listed. It's like right. 550 or 650. Instead yeah. of five or six, I don't know what the price is on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, but it was, it was worth every penny. Oh I mean, man, for me, it was worth yeah. the drive to go to not just get the car, but it was worth to go down to Horizon Fest. Oh, events, you awesome. know, and that's how I met you. You yep. know, it was nice to go down there. I just wish I had planned a little bit better, but I had some stuff I had to do, and it would have been nice to stay a little bit longer, but I wasn't able to. But they put on a, a nice event. I'm pretty sure since it's their 35th anniversary, right? Oh, They're gonna yeah. Do a lot more this yeah. year, so that's going to be interesting. So, and yeah, because I was looking to interview you, but they said you left. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I did a bunch of interviews for that video I put together. Um, mm-hmm. but they said that you had to leave early or whatever. So I think I found Nate Sailor and he said that you'd took, you'd taken off. Yeah. I, so, had, to, I had to run. <laughs> yeah. So what would you tell somebody YouTube wise? They want, you know, they're running a channel. What was kind of some of the successes to your growth? I know like part of it is personality and, and all of that, but are there things that you do that you find help you with your channel as far as growth and getting views and all that? Um, I would say just be consistent, whether you're posting every day or you're posting, you know, a couple of days a week, be consistent with that. And I say be unique. Um, I mean, anybody can copy anything, but, you know, come up with your own thing. Like you came up with the RC conspiracies. I love that. I love that little, the little, the alien sign. I love that. I really do. But Servo. that's unique. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's something that you do. Um, you know, everybody has uh, different things. I mean, I say just be unique and be unique how you review the cars and how you run the cars and just be consistent and yeah. don't be afraid to, to learn. I mean, cause there's, there's, you can always improve your channel. And mm-hmm. that's what I tell people. People told me last year, Oh, you know, your videos are okay, but this year is so much better. I said, well, I told you guys it's going to improve over the years. Um, and it's going to get even better as I start moving forward with other things and doing other products and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, just, you're going to have people that are going to be, um, as we'll just say, keyboard warriors. And you're going to have people that are going to insult you. People are going to challenge you and all that. And I would say, if you can, try to remove some of the emotion from it. But also remember that if you see that comment and it's very negative and derogatory, other people see it as well. So you just have to kind of be, I don't want to say so much um, cautious with that, but just you know, take it as you can with that. Cause you're going to get a lot. I don't care who you are, or what you are. You're going to get a lot of negativity. You're going to get a lot of derogatory comments and all that. And just kind of keep your pace going, you know, don't let it slow you down and try to be as consistent as you can and be honest. That's yep. the one thing. Cause you wouldn't want to get a car and say, it's the best car in the world. Um, and all of a sudden everybody gets in his brakes. Right. You yep. know, so that, that would be the, I mean, there's other, of course, tricks to the trade, the software you use, which you use to record with, you know, and things like that. But that's all, I think, part of the learning process that people should learn as they move forward. You right. know, you, if you tell somebody to give them everything, they won't do it, you know. But yeah. I think if they learn it and they progress forward, they can start creating their own unique YouTube channel. And people will look forward to, hey, you know, JT and, and Tony got, they both got this new Red Cat. But there's this other guy who's new out there that's got one too. And I love the way he takes his car and does this and does that with it. And that's and what's great, right? That there's other yeah. people because you don't want to only see. And that's why it's like, oh, I don't want to get something because, you know, Greg's already done it at RC Driver. You know, he got he got an early release of it. Well, you know what? People want to see other videos of it. They don't just watch one before they make a purchase. They watch a bunch of people running them, um, you know, because – and that's the other thing is like location, right? So that's kind of what's fun is everybody runs in a different spot. And it's like, oh, well, I've only got my street to run in. I run in my street all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't go very far to run mine anymore. I used to have an awesome place that where I worked, I would just go three minutes down the road and have this awesome BMX playground. And I still mm-hmm. try to get there every once in a while, but I can't get there all the time. It's 30 minutes now to get there. And so right. when I only have 30 minutes to give, I just walk out in the backyard or in the driveway or out in the cul-de-sac or whatever. But 
I mean, you look back at RC Sparks, he did a ton of stuff right by his house where there was new construction going on. He'd hit like that little right. area there. He'd do speed runs mm-hmm. down that street right there by his house. Right. I remember that with yeah. like the X01 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you don't have to have the latest and greatest to nope. grow your channel. Nope. You don't have to sit up here and buy a kit every week. I mean, Kevin Telbot. I mean, look how much he's grown over the last year or two. Yeah. And he doesn't have all the latest and greatest. He'll get some of the cars later on. But he's got it because of what he does. And it's entertaining to watch his videos. Yeah. You know, a lot of us are not going to drive our cars like that, but that's not our style. That's not right. our YouTube. You know, if you want to see somebody really take their cars to their limit, you know, and get entertained while you do it, you can go to Kevin Telby's channel and watch it, which well, is great. And he goes and fixes them, makes them be able to take what he wants to give it too. Like, that's what's cool yeah, to watch yeah. is like how he makes them indestructible. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's all different, all different types. You don't have to be somebody that reviews new vehicles. You could be somebody right. that just runs the older stuff and just shows you how much it can take, or how you right. can keep it up or build it up. Um, right. Because there's yeah. so much stuff that's so capable. Like we don't have to try and chase whatever the newest thing is. Right. So. I just I, I love getting I love this. You guys see on my unboxings. I love the smell of a new RC car. Yeah. I just Oh yeah, yeah, I'm just like yeah. If that if that was a, if they did that as like a, a car smell or something like a freshener, I'd, I'd have one. <laughs> yep. But so don't the thing would be don't expect to get rich either, right? Because from YouTube, yeah, that's what everybody thinks is like. There's a whole lot of money from it. You, you, you can, you can, I mean, you can, but yeah, like can. don't expect to unless you get really huge. I mean, you can. To me, I, I mean, for me, I don't really put limitations on anything and I don't try to limit, I guess, my mindset thing because, you know, you people have made walk off their job with YouTube. Right. Um, I just mean like people it, have it, had one off videos. People have. I've seen. Um, oh, I forgot what his name is, but he's got a video of two armor cars. They're two brush cars. They're the voltage and the granite. And I think that's at about 90 million views. And he did that video about a year, about a little bit over a year ago. Um, and he's got a pretty big channel too, but for that video to reach that many views was like, wow. I mean, but don't do it to try to get the money is I think it maybe where you say, don't, don't do it to get rich. I don't think you're going to get rich. Don't do it to say, Hey, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get all this money. Do it because you enjoy the hobby and do it because you like seeing the innovation and the hobby growing. And you like to present yourself to the world. That's kind of the reason why I do it. I don't do it to say, Oh, I'm going to get all this money. I'm going to continue to do it. I like to see the growth in the channel. But I also like to have the different products and stuff as well. Right. And the I, money what I meant by that me. is like some of the people think that, oh, if I just buy everything and rack up my credit card so I can buy every mm. single new vehicle that's no, coming out, no, I'm no. going to make the money to, to get rich and pay for all this. And it's not yeah. that easy. That was, mm-hmm. I guess no, that's what I was meaning. You could make a ton of money on YouTube. There's a lot of people yeah. that do. I'm trying yeah. to think of who you're talking about. Uh, I know. Oh. Uh, bl- bl- uh, Shoot, what's his name? Oh, I, I got his image him. in my head. <laughs> yeah. He's got an accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot. Oh, I can't think of it either. His, his, his channel's not an RC name, but it's got like a regular... It's like, his name. I just... Yeah, I can't think of the name of it. I mean, somebody who's listening to this will go, oh, I know who that is. What? And they'll be banging their heads like, it's this yeah. guy, you know? It's this. We can't think of them, guys. It's, we yeah. got so much on our brains on a daily basis. <laughs> so many things that are going on, but... You know, and it, it could, you could, it's just like winning a lottery. You could have that one video that could get 100 million views or 20, 30 million views. But, you know, don't just, like you said, and I don't think that 
people should go in it to try to buy every car out there thinking they're going to grow the channel like that because it's not going to happen like that. Right. Um, it's going to happen over time, but it's not going to happen overnight like that. That was um, the I only know, caveat I wanted to make was that that particular one um, is that, you know, yeah, don't just go buy everything and think that it, it gets, it pays for itself. There's times that it does. Like, so when I saw the, once you're monetized, things can change a little bit. Cause when I saw the infraction, I'm like, there's only six of them. This thing could pay for itself. Right. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm dropping money. I don't have because I drove, I flew in and did all this stuff for this event and I dropped 600 bucks on this car. But mm -hmm. I think, I think, you know, so I was doing like realistic math because my money, my channel already makes some money to whether or not I thought it could, it could pay itself off. Right. But I, I don't always do that. Like, oh, just buy it thinking it's gonna, there's certain ones, but other ones you just, I mean, it's a calculated risk. <laughs> yeah. It's a hit or miss. So right. don't buy it. Like you said, thinking, okay, I'm going to buy this, this new $800 car and it's going to pay for itself. It It will in several months <laughs> you know it just depends on how you present it and how your how your channel presents it and how unique you are yeah. you know with that i mean the latest and greatest does help a little bit but you there's certain ways you can go about presenting that information out there as well um like for instance i don't get every car that comes out i would love to but that would be expensive right. and part of the thing that i do is kind of an rc update now i don't get every new thing out there um in my rc update but i do put that out there and i do like look at the interaction between me doing the RC update and what people say, if they want to see it or not. And if I want that car and then I'll make a decision, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get this car and get this product. Right. So maybe we'll have a YouTube course of starting your YouTube channel and, and what to do. Cause I do have um, <laughs> a local friend that's actually she's kind of, I guess I'm his mentor now. Okay. Um, he started his channel, George RC and he's got a lot of cars. I mean, he's got about, probably about 15 cars or so, but he's got crawlers and he's got some scale cars. And I said, and he bashes his cars a lot. So he's been on my channel a few times and I, we talked about it and I said, well, you should go ahead and get started. You know, and he's kind of worried and nervous. I said, don't worry about it. Just do you. And as you progress forward, you'll come up with your style and you'll become, you know, your own YouTube entity in yourself. Okay. But it, the, the biggest thing is just getting started. I mean, regardless of who you are, and figure out the ins and outs. You're gonna have good. You're gonna have bad. But just keep moving forward. And don't do it saying, "Oh, uh, company X Y Z is gonna recognize me, and they may send me a a battery or you know, Proline may." No, just do it. Just my advice is just to continue to do it and do it how you want to do it. You know, and make sure it's positive. I mean, that's the right. biggest thing about it. Yep, Jake Billing. That was the name we were looking for. There we go. Oh, that yeah. was the name we were looking for. <laughs> it just popped into my head as you were talking. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. who it is, Jake Billings. Yeah. So, and that's a good example people want to look at. Just look up Jake Billing and look up, um, or just look up Armor Granite Voltage, and you'll see it. I think it's at like it might be at like ninety million views. It's eighty-eight million. I just pulled it up now as I remembered his name. See. Yeah. See? If he he's got it yeah. listed as popular uploads, he has another one with um. Oh, where'd it go? Popular. So forty-eight million. And then he's got a 37 million view tracks to slash. So like all of his mud ones uh, pictures are the ones that have tons of uh, views. Yeah. So and that's, that's what people need to think about. They need to think about how they present their content and it's a learning process. I mean, it yep. really, really is a learning process, but you'll make it unique to who and what you are. I think if people really 
dive into it and take a little time. You don't have to spend hours every day and all this and that. I mean, you can if you want, but I mean, if you spend five hours on, let's say, re recording a video and then editing it and then you put it up and let's say you're new and you get a couple hundred views, you're going to be upset. Yep. You know? So that's why I say make sure you have fun when you do it. A lot of times in my videos, I'm like, okay, guys, I got to run this car. So I want to have some fun. But I do want to show it to y'all run. Then I'm off to drive my cars for another hour or two. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing is time. Like how much time you put into it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a big time investment. Yeah. Yeah. And if you only put a little time into it, make sure it's quality time. Yep. Exactly. Um, and you don't have to have the most you don't have to have the best i guess quality videos meaning you don't have to spend all this money on video equipment no. you know phones and, work and gopros that. work it's yeah. a lot of it's about personality and that's what i did i did a video about like youtube tips and it was really about like people so when i first started all i wanted to do was like really epic looking videos um all mm -hmm. cut you know lots of you know great camera shots and all that but those mm -hmm. don't actually get as many views because they just feel like they're a a company put out video, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Now there are some that do, I'm not going to say that, you know, RC showdown has some really awesome epic police chases and all that. But I find that like for a channel like mine, people are coming because they want to hear what you think. You know, it's, it's much more relational than it is just about watching the car. So if, if like you're not, so I stopped doing that and I started just putting my camera on my controller and talking while I run it. And those do, mm -hmm way better they're way easier to make and people engage with them a whole lot more and it to me i'm like man i'd rather watch the really epic looking video but that's not what everybody <laughs> right. else wants right and so you've got to adapt based on what is working and what people are liking to see and so i've actually cut back on some of the the higher end stuff that i do i still do like some of the rc profiles and i have some of those plans still for this year mm -hmm. But even those don't get that huge of views, you know, like the Jason Rona interview I did. And I did another mm -hmm. interview with some the Cox brothers and all that. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. interesting what people watch. Yeah, use what works for you. Right. <laughs> That's so. what it boils down to. So I guess as far as um, I know, we are probably running a little short on time. But yep. um, as far as what I'm doing right now, of course, I'm. Uh, testing the team karate car. So I'm still working with that, looking at possibly getting one of their two wheel drive cars. I'm interested to see how that holds up. We all know that the team karate cars are fast. There's no doubt that they're fast. Um, people have had durability issues here and there. And that's to be thought, I mean, it's, it's their version one. So hopefully they'll improve that over time. Right. Uh, of course I'm going to be getting the red cat. Okay. Um, Kaiju as well. I got that on order. So, um, Tiny Adventures RC. I'm going to be calling you guys in a little bit to find out where my car is at. <laughs> Look for that guy um, coming on his channel. That'll be exciting yeah. to see. And uh, the Associated truck just came out. The rival uh, 10 MT, MT or MT10. Is it out now? Yeah, yeah, it's out now. I saw okay. it. I got a notification from Horizon and Tower, and I was like, "Up, oh, order, order." So I have that's that the coming. Avenge, right? It's it's based off of the Avenge that you. It's based have. off the Avenge mm -hmm, that I've had. I've had it in the past. I don't have it anymore. Um, but the good thing about that is I know some people don't like that associated with that route, but I think it was a smart move because if you have a hobby town, which I have two or three in my area, they still have all the Helion parts. Right. But that's also based off of another popular design, um, the bison and stuff as well. 
So an associated wouldn't just, from my opinion, just go in and get something that people think was cheap. Because when I had the Helion, I've had them both, the brush and the brushes, and they were both excellent performing trucks. They really I drove were. yours at um, RC Fest, and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. and they're durable. Yeah. The only reason why I got rid of mine is because somebody was wanting to get into the hobby, and they were younger, and they didn't have a lot of money to spend. So that's... Yep kind of where mine went that's why I don't, I, have my, I don't have my granite 3s anymore because of that See? helping somebody out i love that truck yeah. i want i actually want yeah. another but yeah yeah so you ordered then, an mt10 yep i ordered it yesterday today's nice. thursday so i ordered it yeah yep i ordered it yep i ordered it and it, it'll be here in a couple of days and i can't wait to get that out and get that running uh the red cat will hopefully be here in a couple of days um possibly gonna look at getting the a two-wheel drive team Corrali car just to kind of get that out, just to see how that holds up and how that fans up against other 10-scale um, cars. Because it does kind of have a design similar to a Stampede two-wheel drive, but it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, then there's just, I'm thinking about the Losi truck, too, the um, Losi Tenacity TT. Oh, I love the um, look of that, well. man. Yeah. That Falcon body. I love that thing. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's I got a couple of things that I'm, I'm thinking about, and... Um, I think Arma may be pretty much just taking a breather this year, which is fine if they do. I think they may just be doing some revisions or something. I don't know. But if they do release something, you guys know that um, I am there yeah. for that. Um, well, I'm going to so be ordering up one of those MT10s. I, I was waiting for that to come out. I actually reached out to John Schultz, um, who's one of their brand ambassadors, trying to get him to come on RC Conspiracies to show his and talk about it. Because it's impressive mm -hmm. watching his videos on his um facebook page with it um but he never reached back out to me so um i'll have to just get one because it, it definitely after i drove yours at rc fest it's amazing but i know we got to get going here we've been going for about almost an hour i know you got places to get to it's it's getting late <laughs> so thanks for coming on man is there anything as we leave that you think is going to be a shocker this year in the rc world Something crazy coming out. Um, Go conspiracy. Not that I know crazy coming out. I mean, I think that um now there is something that I've been people have asked me about and I have no idea. This is just a conspiracy, but we like those. um and it's going it's going back to Arma. I know okay. people say you're an Arma fan, but I like Arma products. Yeah. So the Arma six S Sentin has literally been taken off the market. Yeah. It's not even being sold anymore because the the three S has sold great and then the mojave came out yep. <clears throat> so the question is is what is armor going to do with that platform are they gonna i hope they do a rally i really really hope armor comes out and does a rally and puts it on that platform they make a body for it they do some rally style tires and wheels and maybe do some minor updates like they did from some of the v3s or v4s yeah and i think that would be great if they did that and release that just this year alone i think that would be great see they all keep telling me no i keep telling them that's what i, I would love and they keep saying yeah. not going to happen. So maybe they're just pulling our leg, though. Maybe they don't, they don't want us getting a scoop on it. Already. Yeah, right? Yeah, but that would be great. Are there two-wheel drive versions they can release out? Um, I do hope that Traxxas revises their X01. Yeah. Um, I think that it does need some stuff done to it. I hope they come out with the new one. And since they work with uh, Chevy and GM and stuff, maybe they'll – They'll do a X01 with maybe the the new Corvette body or something. That'd be awesome with the yeah. C8 body on it. Oh, oh my man, goodness. that was the new body uh, would be sweet. Oh, uh, and then they could sell it for twelve hundred dollars. Everybody will buy it anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah, the Corvette dudes would be buying that. 
Yeah, I know. Corvette should buy them and the... give them to people that buy their car as a special edition. I, I know that, right? that would be great. And they need to come out with a dragster. I mean, Associates got their no prep oh, um, dragster coming out. So I just bought a Traxxas Bandit VXL and the slash LCG chassis to make one. Uh, a, no, and it, I know that the um, Team Associates is coming out. I'm gonna get. It, I'm gonna get it, but um. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost me like $200 more to build this than it would be to just buy mm, yep. a team associated because I'm yep. already in 300 bucks without wheels and a body. Um, and I don't have sway bars figured out yet because it doesn't have mm-hmm. them. You know, all that stuff that are additional costs to this one. It's probably not going to be 200 bucks, but almost 200 bucks, 150 maybe. Yeah. So anyway, well, thank you, JT, for coming on, um, sharing history, sharing new things, sharing tips for YouTube. And, uh, you know, I look forward to this year. Hopefully we'll meet up at RC Fest uh, and okay. maybe even in Georgia at some point. My brother's down there, so um, I have reasons to to get down there even. So uh, maybe we'd be able to get together if I did come down through there. But um Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another While My Batteries Charge podcast, guys. Uh, we have lots of content coming to you here. Um, be sure to check out JTRC on YouTube if you haven't. I'll have a little link in the description below. You can get to his channel um, and you know see all the awesome videos that he has and he's putting out all the time, daily, pretty much new stuff from him. And uh, we'll catch you next time, guys. Have fun RCing.